Blog Talk Radio. Especially to the wonderful people who clean up the hospital and clean up the area 
after people have been in there. And the wonderful people at the supermarket who try very hard to keep the sales stock. Uh, it's very, very, very important that uh, in these days and times, not every police officer out there is a bad guy. Not, every, But he is on that line each and every night, each and every day, no matter what the shift. He never knows whether he's coming home to his family or not. Please, when you're out there and you see an officer, a deputy, or a marshal, whatever they are, please uh, let them know that you know they're there. And if you get a chance, just tell them thank you for their job. Tonight, uh, we have a very special guest with us. Um, uh, he's actually, he's a part of that whole program. Uh, he's been a, a part of uh, the military. Uh, he's been part of the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. He's been part of the, the uh, Sarasota uh, Sheriff's Department. And uh, most honorably and notable, uh, he's been a part of the United States Air Force for many years. And um, this is the anniversary, the 75th anniversary uh, coming up of the former Army Air Corps, uh, now the Air Force, and as we go into the future, the uh, Space Force also. So uh, uh, this is a very special friend of mine. Uh, I should say my best friend, uh, Daryl, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Daryl Stanger from uh, Camp Florida. Daryl, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good, sir. Good, good. And uh, yeah, uh, hello and good evening. I am Lieutenant yeah, Colonel Darrell Stinger, United States Air Force. Retired and would like to dedicate tonight's show to the 75th anniversary of the formation of the United States Air Force in September 1947. For the men and women who proudly served in the United States Air Force around the world and all of our sister services, I would like to invite you to the 75th Air Force Ball to be held in Tampa on the 17th of September, 2022. Just go online and type in 75th Air Force Ball for details. Again, my best wishes to all service members and their families and first responders, and last but not least, go Air Force. There you go. There are a couple of jobs that you had in the Air Force uh one was uh, very impressive uh, that um, 30 years ago, um, do you want to talk about that? Uh, well, uh, I served as an air crew member as a pilot in the Air Force and uh, flew B-52s and uh, also was a T-37 instructor pilot. Mm-hmm. With the flyover? We had a, uh, a flyover uh Montgomery, Alabama, celebrating the 35th uh, anniversary of the, the Air Force. Century. Yeah, my numbers are wrong. I should have said 40 years instead of 30 years. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's a, there was one other job that, that you held for many years that uh, you uh, inherited from uh, the uh, great and still active uh, uh, Colonel uh, Bob Cannon, um, can you talk to our, our our listeners about that? Yes, sir. I was uh, the uh, Air Force Academy liaison officer and uh, conducted all the interviews for Sarasota and Manatee County and uh, for uh, students that were trying to get into the Air Force Academy. Yeah. And very... Uh, uh, very happily, uh, one of my uh, nephews was able to get in, as was uh, 
the uh, son of one of our deputies uh, was able to get into the academy uh, with the work that uh, Daryl has done. So, uh, uh, Daryl, uh, you can stick around for the, the rest of the program, uh, or uh, we really uh, I'm glad to, that you uh, were on with us, and, uh, uh, you know, it's up to you. Well, it was a pleasure, and uh, I, I do have some family members here that I need to to uh, uh, go out or to be with. So I'll probably uh, leave your show, but thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Just so everybody knows, uh, Daryl also was the chief pilot for the uh, Sarasota Sheriff's Office for many years and uh, did a, an admirable job as a uh, as a, the uh, commander of the, uh, the jail and court services, as well as been was very active in the in the detective area, uh, and uh, uh, his services uh, at the at the offices are still well uh, well well known. So, Carol, uh, have a good night. Say hello to Mary and the rest of your family and your grandson, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. I guess Bob tried to call in, but he called in on the wrong line, so we'll just uh, take a minute here. Caden, uh, you want to talk about uh, today's fight? I'm getting Bob on the line. Yes, it was, it was a um, – uh, you know, it's, it's always a good night on, on – um, on, on Saturday night, uh, for a UFC fan, mm-hmm. you know, you always get to always get to watch the fights, and it's always refreshing. But you know, some of these fights, you know, UFC London is always great, and and the last UFC London was great as well. You know, this one was at least for me a little bit underwhelming just because just, of that uh, last fight, and also because you know I'm a um, I'm a very uh, I'm a very big Alexander Gustafson fan, and if you watch mm-hmm. the fights tonight, you'll kind of know why I got disappointed. He got knocked out within a minute and seven seconds of the first round. Uh, but and but uh, Molly McCann, Molly McCann fought. Um, she got another dominant victory as she usually always does. You know, you saw last time she she fought was also in UFC London. And she got that vicious spinning elbow knockout. And um, mm-hmm. Paul Craig also ended up fighting, who had, up until today, um, had the longest, I think he had the longest active streak of finishes, I, I think. Um, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, and that was that was put to an end today when I went to the division against... Um, Oh, I can't. I can't remember his first name, but I remember his last name was o- Ozdemir. Um, and we all know Paul Craig is a big wrestler, a big jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, he knows how to. He works. You know, it's funny because he's one of those guys that kind of works better on his back on the ground, and you don't really see that a mm-hmm. lot. You know, you, you see that with, with Charles Oliveira. You know, I'm not saying he works better off his back, but you know, he he doesn't really care what position he's under. Uh, he can do it. He can do it all. You know, if he's if he's if he's in top mount or if he's in bottom mount, he can he can find mm-hmm. a way to submit you, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest um, threat when it comes to guys like that. Um, and you mm-hmm. can see in that fight um, when when Osimir would you know would 
uh, bring them down or, or you know, they, they would go on the ground. The first thing that that Paul Craig would start doing is he would start getting into the submissions. And I think he got him into about five submission attempts. It kind of it almost looked like he got him into like five submission attempts, which is crazy. And he got out of every mm-hmm. single one of them, which congrats to him. You know, he's not really known for his was is grappling and wrestling and jujitsu abilities. He's more of a striker, and he did mm-hmm. he did also prove that he um he landed some very big shots on 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 Paul Craig to really hurt him and open up some 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 scars and some scratches on him and make him bleed a little bit. Um, but that that fight was that that was that was probably that was that was a great opener. You know, opened up with that and then went straight into the Molly McCann fight, which she was fighting. Uh, Hannah Goldie, I think her name was. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but what do you say? I was saying Bob may may want to chime in here with you. No, yeah, he's uh, he's spot on with Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie, that's mm-hmm. who it is. Yeah, and she, you know, she, and Molly the can shot for another. You know, she got she she was kind of getting clipped the entire fight. She was clipping um Hannah the entire fight. Until you know a magical right, you know right big overhand, and it kind of just kind of dazed her. She kind of stepped back, hit the cage, and another spinning elbow, barrage of punches, dropped her, and then TKO. Not really much you can do to get out of that. And then it, it went into the um, Patty Pimblett fight. Where did it go in the Patty? No, nah, it went it went to the Gustafson fight, which you know, we already talked about that. And um, in the Patty Pimblett fight was. It kind of went how I expected, you know. I mean, Patty Kimblett, until he gets an, a better contract, he's kind of like Sean O'Malley, where he was, you know, he's good, and he's he's gonna prove again and again and again to you that he's good, and that he can be a top top contender. But he's only gonna fight, you know, unranked guys or lower ranked guys until he gets a better, you know, until he gets a better contract. Because why would you? You know, why why would you put your winning streak at risk to get paid nothing, you know? And um, and then it went to the uh, Jack Hermanson versus Chris Curtis fight, and Darren Till was actually supposed to be filming, was actually supposed to be there, but he uh, he got injured in fight camp and had to pull out of um had to pull out of that fight, and um. Replacement was Chris Curtis, which you know I'm going into that fight very, very pumped up to see Chris Curtis in there, and you know always pumped up to see Jack Hermanson. But he kind of did what he did in his last fight, kind of laid back, you know, threw a couple of shots here and there, some leg kicks, and really just one, one, one. He just he was there for the long fight. He was fighting a long fight from the from the beginning, from the get go. He knew he didn't want to finish him. Uh, you can't really get that dangerous with with Chris Curtis because you know he's he's one of those guys that'll that'll light you up as soon as you put your hands down, and you really can't take down Chris Curtis. He probably has the best takedown defense in in his in his division, if not the UFC. Um, but uh, yeah, and that that fight went to dis- that fight went to decision. Uh, kind of you know kind of you know a little bit underwhelming, you know. It was it wasn't really that exciting of a fight, and then going straight into the Aspinall fight, which I was extremely pumped up for, and you know it started off just like the last Aspinall fight did, you know very very fun, and and Curtis Blades was doing what Curtis Blades is doing, Tom Aspinall was doing what Tom Aspinall was doing, you know going throwing the leg kicks, Chris Curtis I mean Chris Curtis uh, Curtis Blades was 
you know, keeping him, keeping him, keeping his defense true with the, um, with the mm-hmm. one twos and the big power punches like they do. And then he went and then he backed him up against the cage in the first like 35 seconds, hit him with a leg kick, stepped back and like broke his knee. And I was, I was so disappointed. I was ready for like the best hey, fight of the night. Uh, Bob, can you explain to the to our listeners uh, how um, I know how much pain that's going to be, but how that happens? Is it that he's not in good shape, or just make a make a wrong move, or what? <clears throat> okay, so um, I didn't see the fight today, uh, but it, did he uh, uh, break his uh, shin bones or on a leg kick? No, he, well, he threw a leg kick. He threw a leg kick. Uh-huh. Stepped back. And it wasn't his shin that broke. He stepped back and just stepped back weird, and he kind of landed on it weird. And, you know, these guys are heavyweights. You know, knees right. You know, knees aren't that, that good when you're, when you're that much and you're that much weight and you're, you're, you're in a combat sport. So he kind of threw a leg kick, got hit with a one-two, and as soon as he stepped back, he just collapsed. And just holding his knee. Oh, his knee? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure what, what happened here today, but, uh, like, taking the uh, – the case of like um, Alexander Gustafson or or uh, Anderson Silva or somebody like that breaking their shin, they they usually snap their tib. Uh, the way they kick, your tib is kind of turned a little bit, tibia, and so a lot of these guys will come straight in, uh, almost a ninety degree angle, and that will tend to uh, uh, break the tibia, especially if you hit somebody in the knee, because um, the knee is a harder source than the tib. Um, and especially if you hit somebody with your ankle joint um, versus your shin bone, um, can all cause serious damage if you hit someone's knee or shin bone. That's how you check. So the the uh, for those that don't do leg kicks, um, imagine uh, swinging a wooden baseball bat at the leg of a chair. That's about the, the, the sums it up. Um, that's the kind of connection you're going to have. And uh, um, so it's uh, something's going to give. If it's not thrown correctly or if it's not in a perfect angle, um, it's going to cause uh, severe damage. And then uh, going from martial arts, martial arts, a lot of martial arts uh, throw like a snap kick and use their foot. Um, Muay Thai kicks uh, are thrown with the hip, and there's so much more power. If you hit with the foot, you can literally shatter the bones of your foot. So um, it, it is a shin-to-shin kick. Uh, that it's meant to, but the shin is uh, usually outdone by only the knee, uh, the elbow, or somebody else's uh, shin. Okay. Hey, guys, we're joined by uh, by uh, Zito. Uh, Zito, how's things up there in Wilmington today? Hot? Very hot. <laughs> Very hot. <laughs> yeah, the only one that's happy is Bob. He's out there and in the desert without the, the real heat. Uh, oh, it's very hot here today, too. I mm. can't do East Coast heat, man. You guys are, you guys be careful out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, what about the, Ryan Garcia had a, uh, had a win last week with a, his knockout. Uh, can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, against Javier Fortuna. We, we, right. uh, Ty and I talked before. We, we knew how the fight was going to go. Um, we said Javier Fortuna is going to go out there. He's going to put paws on Ryan Garcia. He's going to touch on Ryan Garcia until. And mm-hmm. that's 
pretty much exactly what happened. Um, let me talk about Ryan Garcia is an offensive juggernaut. Um, not, I mean, who, who, he's just an offensive juggernaut. He's everything you want offensively for the for the most part. I mean, he, he still has you know a few little things and wrinkles that he, he could he could sew up offensively, but he he is a, almost a complete package offensively. Defensively, he has a lot to be desired. A lot. And when I say that, I mean, it's not to discredit him, but, I mean, he gets hit way too much. And he doesn't show me defensive instincts, defensive reflexes, where, you know, guys, when they see punches coming in, they'll wince and they'll, you know, maybe they they might not move the right way, but they will, you you can see that they see it coming. And you can see that they're reacting Mm -hmm. to it, at least in a timely manner. Ryan Garcia either doesn't react or he reacts way after he gets hit. Um, to be so sharp offensively and not and to be so dull defensively, this this kid tells me he has one mindset when he goes in there, and that's to touch his opponent. What happens besides that is, is, is not you know it is not his concern. He's he's not you know a defensive he's not a defensive guy. He's tall. Uh, he's rangy, but he doesn't move his feet. So um, what ends up happening a lot of times is he had tried to box long, but he, he reacts a little too late for that. So a guy can step in on him and touch him and almost step away. The problem is with Garcia's firing it, it is problematic. He, as I say, he's, he's offensively he's quick, and he hits very hard to the face and the body. That that as I say, offensively he's a problem. Defensively he's his own problem. So. Okay. Um, the uh, the other one I wanted wanted to get your input on was uh, um, the Barrios uh, uh, Jordan fight. Um, it, it was it was pretty close. Uh, came down to just a few points in between. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I didn't see that. I'm sorry. Okay, Caden. The Burroughs who's hot? Burroughs fight. Burroughs? Uh, uh, Barrios? Yeah. Barrios. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't see. That. I know okay, who that how about is. You, Bob? Did you see it? Yeah, Shane Burgos when he fought Charles Jordan. Is that what you're talking about last weekend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. OMG, that was a barn burner. Those two guys, yeah, we're, we're looking to rip each other's heads off. Um, that that mm-hmm. whole fight was just action back. I think uh, Burgos came out on top because he was able to take down the other guy. But those guys, they threw so many punches during that fight. I, I, uh, let me see if I can get the actual... Um, uh, how many shots? But that that was uh, so many strikes. Let's see. Uh, I don't know, 116, 121. These, these guys were 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 just throwing a ton of punches. Um, but yeah, so Shane Burgos was able to take uh, Jordan down. Um, looked really good. Uh, Jordan uh, um, was looking really good. They caught each other with some good stuff. But I think Burgos uh, ended up taking it because he was able to take him down. 
Uh, they'll give him ring control uh, over that. So it was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. AZ, uh, I see that uh, Jamel Charlo is going to uh, come back in the ring uh, in January. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, it'll be interesting to see his uh, who his opponent is. Uh, it, it, uh, Cirillo? Cirillo, both Charlo. Cirillo? Okay. Um, Cirillo? Yeah. They're, they're running out of competition that middle week, to be honest. Promotion, promotion, mm-hmm. promotion, and boxing keeps mm-hmm. a lot of things from happening. A lot of names that should be fighting mm-hmm. each other don't fight each other. I mean, and it depends. A lot of things, it depends what weight class you're in. Because some promoters have, you know, more bigger names fighters in one weight class than, than in another. Like, like uh, for example, in welterweight, Al Heyman has the biggest name welterweights right now. Middleweight, not so much. Junior middleweight, not so much. I mean, he has some, but as far as the name recognition, he, he's, he's welterweight heavy. Um, I mean, but that's, that's nothing. I mean, I, that's where he, he breaks his bread and butter. The thing is... Mm-hmm. You could you could have all the fighters, but that other guy that you don't have could could be more proven, or he he could have that name recognition, he could have that status too. Now all of a sudden, because he's promoted by another guy, they don't get to fight. So mm-hmm. that 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 is, is is a major major problem in boxing. So as as far as mm-hmm. Charlo's go, I, I, I mean, we we start you know, their, their level of, to me. Their level of competition to go up when these promote when these you know there, there are people that they can fight you know worthy people but it, it all gets messed up when you deal with boxing promotion it all you, know, mm-hmm. you just don't see the fights you should see. Hey, hey Bob, there was another fight last week: uh, uh, Brian Ortega uh, versus uh, Yuri Rodriguez. It ended up with a stoppage. Did you have to see that one? Yeah, that was the main event, and that was sad, man, because uh, that that was or, so Ortega's known for his uh, jiu-jitsu, and um, mm-hmm. um, and and so going against Yara Rodriguez, uh, he, he it was a big win for him because I think he was he was uh, uh, ranked under uh, Ortega, but um, Ortega came out and that Rodriguez just kept dotting him up, had a great jab, a great right, just kept smacking. Uh, um, Ortega in the mouth, but Ortega is also known for taking a bit of a beating. Like, you know, he just keeps moving forward, you know, and his last loss, I think was to Khabib, um, or was that, no, that was, uh, Jin Ling. So, um, sorry, I confused that. So, um, yeah, Alexander Volker. Okay. But again, a great fighter. So, um, but anyway, so Ortega, um, was doing everything good. He ended up, you know, getting done they were exchanging a few punches but then ended up taking uh, rodriguez down to the ground um and uh wait hold on i think uh, actually rodriguez took uh him down and ortega was real comfortable on the ground ended up getting a dominant position um rodriguez threw like a, a, a kind of half attempt at an arm bar and then um as ortega was pulling his arm out he just just dislocated. I mean, dislocated his shoulder, popped it right out of socket. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what an armbar is. I mean, from the ground, Ortega did. So uh, Yair was on his back, uh, had thrown his legs up, and had uh, uh, Ortega's arm in his belly. And Ortega just kind of squashed him. He was pretty strong. 
because he needs to extend to finish that. And Ortega just started pulling like he's pulling a chainsaw or a lawnmower and then yanked his arm out. Mm-hmm. And like the last pull, you could see his whole shoulder dislocate. And then he just rolled back in pain. Yair mm-hmm. uh, stood up, saw him laying there, put his hands up in the air, uh, walked around. And then as far as he's concerned, a win's a win. <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, um, Z, uh, Shakar Stevens uh, says he's going to move up to uh, 135. Is that a good move for him? Absolutely. I, I think it, it's a great move for him. More fights. Uh, and he's filling in. I mean, he, he's a young guy. Getting bigger. Um, mm-hmm. The last fight, I think, against uh, when we fought Jamal Heron, it, it was at, um, at 135. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 more official than it's more made official than the actual move itself because he, he he's been there, he's fought there, so he's officially mm-hmm. moving to one thirty five. That's good for him. I see him moving up to one forty. I mean, he he's as I say, the young guy's getting big, and I, I see he's getting better. He's he's looking good. He's getting better. Hmm. I always give guys Kaden, who, who uh, get better. Good, good. So, like it at least gives him more um, more guys to go against. Is that right? To so finally get some some uh, action instead of doing once every two years. Is that what you're saying, uh, Z? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers it, but. Uh, we have two uh, very good friends um, that fought on this state in 2007. Does anybody see? Do you got any idea who I'm just talking about? Are you talking about Mr. Aaron Jaco and Frankie Filippo? No, no. I'm okay. talking about Mr. Bernard Hopkins against uh-huh. uh, my good friend down here, Mr. Winky Wright. And he appointed Winky to uh, to win the light heavyweight uh, championship uh, on this date uh, in 2007. Okay, okay, okay. Some historian stuff here now. Okay, okay, Winky. I remember that fight. Winky was too small. <laughs> Winky is similar to that. Mm-hmm. Winky he fought a good fight, uh, but mm-hmm. he's just he just was too small for Bernard. Um, mm-hmm. and Bernard, he, you know, as big as he was, Bernard skilled too. It wasn't just a matter of being mm-hmm. big. I mean, he used what he had in his toolbox. Bernard, mm-hmm. he's a, he is a guy that, you know, even in his advanced age, he's a frustrator. He's a guy that you're mm-hmm. not, you know, you, you have to, you know, when he does what he does, he make he, he frustrates you. He's a guy who head, he'll headbutt you and 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 nut punch you all all fight long. You know what I mean? The wrestler on mm-hmm. one side, he's punching you or or you know below the belt on the other side. The guy knows all mm-hmm. the tricks to the trade. He's a rough fighter, mm-hmm. um, and, and he uses that. So and Winky as technical, Winky is extremely technical, but mm-hmm. Winky, I, 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 I've seen he. And when he got older, he developed his style a little different. He was more of a jab, one-two guy, shell up, walk you down. Um, mm-hmm. When he was younger, he 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 like he he was a little more diverse to me. 
um, he, he moved his feet a little more. He was he, he was a little more had a little more pep to his step. Um, so you know, it, it, this, this, their, their matchup was just it, it was interesting. It was interesting at the time because you know mm-hmm. I figured Bernardo wins just because of size, but it was just an interesting style matchup. You know the the, the amazing fact uh, with these things. I mean, a lot of people think that the uh, boxers get in the ring and just beat the hell out of each other, and uh, and by the end of the time, oh, uh, Dave Jaco Jaco is is a, a prime example. Uh, he has uh, pugilistic dementia. Uh, in fact, I ran into Dave the other day. Uh, he walked into the bank and couldn't find his way out of the bank. He get, was, was getting very upset with himself, um, uh, so we were able to help him out, but. Uh, and that, everybody knows that's uh, that's uh, Aaron's father, but uh, uh, both Winky and and Bernard have uh, become very very uh, success, successful businessmen. In fact, uh, Winky has a uh, a foundation that helps uh, St. Joseph's Hospital for Children here in uh, um, Tampa. Uh, every year, he runs a uh, a, a Golf tournament uh, that's backed by uh, Yum Brands uh, uh, Outback, out and uh, it's a tremendous, uh, tremendous tournament. They draw maybe as many as 500 people between the banquet and players, uh, and all that money. And then they have a silent auction of uh, things that they have, and all that money goes to uh, help uh, uh, the kids uh, that are that are indigent at. Um, uh, St. Joseph's Hospital, and we know that Bernard travels the country uh, as a motivational speaker, uh, makes a lot of money on it uh, and doing it. Uh, you know, his he always says, like he said here on the uh, on the show, he told, when he walked out of jail, he the warden says, "Well, I'll see you back in about six months." He says, "You'll never see me back," and uh, he lived his life right down that uh, straight line and. Uh, uh, talks about the motivation, about how he got into jail, how he got out of jail, and what he did with his life after he got out of jail. And uh, it's uh, extremely uh, great. I mean, I, I had a chance to listen to him uh, when he was on a tour here in uh, Sarasota about uh, six to eight months ago. And uh, very, you know, very. And we all know he's very articulate. He could do a uh, when he was on here uh, for the time he was on. We could have been a stand-up comic. You know, he missed his calling for sure, but he kept the, the people on the edge of their seats uh, and listening to everything he said. Uh, so, uh, well, first, I don't want to do that. Um, uh, Bob, uh, what happened to uh, Oscar Colazzo? He uh, rose from the canvas and uh, beat uh, uh, Salvador. Was it Salvador? Is that how you can Salvador? Big Salvador. Last week, um, which one? Uh, it was was uh, Oscar. Uh, no, I can't even read my own writing. Colazino, C O L A Z O. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I was still kind of hung up on your last comment. Uh, so you're talking about like uh, punch drunk? Is that what you're talking? Your buddy kind of is. I mean, is that what they talk, they talk about? That people? Yeah, that's what they call it. it it's called it, the the true name is uh, uh, pugilistic <laughs> dementia. Okay. And uh, it's it, it, it's the same as punch drunk. Uh, 
Uh, so, sometimes right. he can't even remember his own name. Uh, yeah. They have somebody driving around. Uh, you know, about uh, one, four years or five years ago, I got a call from uh, one of the street deputies that uh, he was driving a uh, limo for a company, and he pulled into uh-huh. uh, McDonald's to uh, get a uh, get his breakfast. And while he was ordering it, <laughs> he lit up a, <laughs> a marijuana cigarette. And uh, <laughs> Stephanie had to pull him over for uh, for the, the for the problem because uh, it had been reported, and uh, he had thrown my name around. So I had to go talk talk to him, and they had to take him down and book him. But uh, it was such a shame. You know? uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But with boxing, um, boxing has changed uh, a bit. So. You know, in a good way because a lot of old school fighters have used this as a mention. One one reason was because you're fighting like a hundred and something fights. You're fighting every two weeks. I mean, professional mm-hmm. fights. Don't hear your, your contact. You're getting hit every two weeks. You know, by a man, by a grown person. Second thing is the round. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it was like twenty something rounds. Or no, well, at first. Even when you first get the glove prize fighting, you're doing it until the man falls. So then, mm-hmm. you know, you get like 20 rounds, starting at the 15. So a long, for the longest time, you have 15 rounds. Well, that, you know, then they shorten it to 12. Even 12 rounds, just championship fight. Even 12 rounds mm-hmm. is a long time. Guys mm-hmm. have received permanent injury during 12 rounds. Some guys have died. You talk about twelve rounds of hard, just just hard contact, constantly get hit in the mm-hmm. head. I mean that you know it, it, it it's more rare now than it was before, just because things are shortened up. But I mean it, it doesn't. It's not a. It's just a person. You know, a person thing. You know, some people you know are, are more susceptible to it. You know, unfortunately, you have a guy like Rocky Marciano. You beat his brains in. Guy's gonna talk the way he talked before. You know what I mean? But then you have a guy like Muhammad Ali who, you know, he he, he takes shots. You know, he take, he took clean shots older in his career, but you saw even then he, he started slowing up his speech, his movement. They started slowing up. So it, it, it's not a matter of style. It's just a matter of, you know, just the person's more susceptible to it, unfortunately. But boxing has done better with it. Yeah, when UFC was first coming up back in the day, you know, I try to explain to people what it was. And they're like, oh, it sounds like human cockfighting. I'm like, no, it's, you know, we agree to do that. And to me, honestly, back then, like, I felt more bad or more sorry for boxers because you all take 90% of your shots to the head. At least I can, you know, just get an arm broke and get out or, a, you know, a busted shin bone and get out quick, you know. No long-term stuff other than a limping. But you ain't limping, you're pimping. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so. Um, I don't know if I have that, you know, uh, whatever it is, that punch drum, but I'll, I'll, I lose some stuff uh, there, you know, from time to time. And, and we were talking like the last time your friend was in a bank, last time I was in a bank, somebody asked me to check their balance. So I pushed them over, you know, and so I'm not allowed, <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed into the banks either. Caden, <laughs> uh, did you have to see a Molly McCann's fight? Yeah, I, I talked about it earlier. It was beastie. 
she got she got a fifty thousand uh, dollar uh, bonus for that elbow, that spinning elbow, and that was mm. she was on a mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Even her last fight, when she fought uh, the last person she fought, and she knocked her out with the, the, the spinning elbow, you know, uh, you saw she was getting to work. You know, you know, five bots, you know, five shots to the body, two two to the head, and just back her up into the corner and just go crazy. And that's that's how she got the finish this time. Yeah, I didn't think her opponent was putting a whole lot of effort either. I mean, it didn't seem like she was on her A game. But then I heard a rumor that, and I can't remember her opponent's name, let me quick, real quick, but uh, like she got some sort of, uh, um, or Michelle Waterston, yeah, so she was, uh, 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 got some sort of movie deal or she was starting to act or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah, you were in the business for a long time. Uh, what about this deal with ESPN and UFC? Uh, Dana White says it's going to be great for UFC. And I don't know. Is it was is that going to help the fighters? Um, I haven't really heard of the the deal. What what it's going to be? But if if Dana White decided decided about it, I'm pretty sure it's just going to line his pockets. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, yeah, yeah, one thing yeah, is Dana White is not. Um, he's not. He's not a. How you? You know how you can say uh, that? That's a player's coach. You know what I mean? That, that guy. Yeah. He's a. He, he's he's a he's a team. You know he's a team kind of coach. Dana White's not that at all. He's the he's the the polar opposite of a player's coach. I mean he he's a guy who he's mm-hmm. front office all day. He's executive board all the time. And with the executive boards, what their their job is to increase profit, not for the fighters' concern. So Dana White is in mm-hmm. so many. You have deals with so many people. UFC is like they have like shows on ESPN anywhere. Like you know, they, ESPN mm-hmm. has segments with UFC. So I mean, UFC is mm-hmm. everywhere, and the fighters don't profit from they don't have any percentage in that. They don't they don't have any stake in that. So it, it's not it's not going to, you know, help them out at all. The people who, who's going to be profited from, you know, anything that the UFC had are the people who, who basically who, who are on the board, who make the decisions. The decision mm-hmm. makers are going to be the ones who, who, who benefit, who reap the benefits. That's it. That's right. Yeah, Dana's a heck of a business guy, so so that, that part's good, but he, he likes MMA, you know, and he, well, I'd say he loves MMA. He don't necessarily love the fighters, you know, he's in it for the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, let me ask you another question, Desi. Uh, Ryan Garcia doesn't want to wait. He wants Tank Davis now. Is that going to ever happen? Um, depends which way. I mean, it may it may line up, but it depends which weight. Um, mm-hmm. Tank is talking about one thirty-five. I mean, they both to me could could fight at one forty. I could, you know, I think Ryan Garcia's Ryan's a little more comfortable at that weight than Tank would be. But um, mm-hmm. they, I, I mean, I, I don't know. As I say. We'll see. We'll see. You know how things line up. You know, once the big names start talking to each other, now promotion is one thing. But then you have big names talk to each other, and 
this guy doesn't feel that he's getting the proper shake, and he's not going to – he won't sign the fight. It's simple as that. That's mm-hmm. one thing. UFC is great when you're dealing for the fans. <laughs> They're great because you're going to get the matches. The top people are going to fight. They have no choice. Where else are they going to go? Boxing mm-hmm. is, is 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 sad, but you get you don't get that. If a guy doesn't like and now I understand business, but you know, I just as a as a fan and as somebody who studies it, you want to see will Al Spence beat you know Crawford. You want to see Ryan Garcia fight the the Devin Haney's and the, and the uh, Tank Davises of the world. You want to see stuff like that, but it's always you know the the the, the Boxing is ruled so much by, by by opposite magnetic forces. It's, it's you know mm-hmm. you know you attract what you attract, but then the other magnet comes around and you, you're repulsed. So nothing doesn't come. You know, it's not much that comes together that should in boxing, uh-huh. and, I, and that's you know the UFC. That's the one thing UFC. You as a fan, you're gonna get. You're gonna get to see. Uh, uh, these guys like like Hasmat and, and, and um, Kamar Usman, they're on their way to fight. Like it, it, I mean, go ahead. if they when they win, they're going to fight. It's simple as that. They keep winning, they're that that's lined up. That that match is made. Boxing, we don't know if we're going to see Ryan Garcia and Tech Davis. I mean, we're supposed to see. We, we I hear that they were supposed to see uh, uh, Errol Spence and Crawford, but I don't even know if that's signed officially. So you know, it's that's crazy. That that just is is you lose out with, with, on that with with, with uh with, with boxing. You know, even money. Shoot, UFC top fighters. If you're a top fighter in the UFC, you do earn more than the other fighters. Um, it's the same in boxing. If you're not a top boxer, you don't get anything. You might you might fight for two thousand dollars. I mean, goodness right. gracious! Now you put your body on the line for 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 two thousand dollars for two grand. That's that's you know that's a way that you can't sustain a living like that. So I mean, you, you know, you just kudos to the guys, or or you know, always a shout out to the guys who aren't you know in the highlights, who aren't on the billboard, right. because those those guys, you know, they they make it, they they make the sports, they make the the competitions mm-hmm. what they are. Mm-hmm. We well, you know you talked about uh, the Spence Crawford fight. Uh, will we see it or not? Uh, now, according to all the rags this week, uh, the contract will be signed this week, and they're going to fight uh, probably January. So we'll see. I'd like uh, to see that. That's uh, Mr. Aram decided to say that uh, in uh, all the rags this week. Uh, what do you think of uh, the uh, Pedraza fight, Z? Pedraza. Who did he fight? I didn't see that. I'm sorry. Comey. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Comey. Yeah, he didn't fight it yet. I'm sorry. Uh, Jose Pedrazo is going to fight Richard Comey on August the oh. 8th, 27th. Pedraza should outbox Comey. He should. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he should. Um, the, Pedraza could be a little chinny at times, but when he's on the game, Pedraza, he's pretty nice. He's pretty nice when he's uh-huh. on the game. It's just um, at times he'll be nervous, and especially against a guy who's physical. I'll never forget the Edmund Terry fight. I will never forget mm-hmm. that fight because Pedraza, uh, well, 
he, he looked he, like he fought like he was in fear of his life the whole fight. Mm-hmm. And, and they gave him the decision, and he didn't earn it against Edna. But like he was fighting Edna, like Edna was, he had two hammers on his fist. Tank Davis, mm-hmm. he fought the opposite. He fought like Tank, like he was going to walk him down, and he ran into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedraza, he, he, you know, it's it's the big fights. It's the step of fights. He, he seems a little off his game at times, but when he's not, he's nice. He's not. He's a pretty good boxer to study. Mm-hmm. Right. What about uh, um, Austin Trout's uh, um, unanimous decision over flaming uh, uh, Car- uh, Cardis? Right, yeah, uh, Aust- yeah Austin Trout is. Um, he, he's. He, he was he he was pretty good. I gotta say he was pretty good. Um, right mm-hmm. now he's fighting who he should fight. He, mm-hmm. He's leaving he's leaving the area where the big names are. He may be a little better than the gatekeeper right now, but he's around that status. I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you stick in the game long enough, that's where you're gonna be. If you if you you know every you can't stay champion. It's as simple as that. You cannot mm-hmm. stay champion, and if you stay in the game long enough, you're going to end up, at, you know, guarding the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's put something here for uh, Bob. Um, I hope I don't uh, – no, I can't. I'm not going to say that. You try to say that name to it. Um, I had no energy for it. All right, Bob. We keep hearing from from him, of course, that um, hold on just a second here. Uh, Tom Tom Aspinall. Uh, uh-huh. has only seen ten percent of it. Is, is that right? Are, are, are we not seeing the full um, full Aspinall when he's in the ring? He claims he's only working at ten percent. Well, yeah, if he keeps getting hurt, if it's the same guy that went against Curtis Blades tonight, I mean, he keeps uh, 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 sustaining injuries. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him, uh, you know, his full full potential. But as far as, you know, his past fights and stuff, I mean, he's, he's done well. So I, I, I'm not sure, um, you know, what all we're, we're, we're referring to here. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, stuff that he was saying uh you know, the world's only seen 10% of me, uh, this, that, and another thing. And uh, it was a lot of uh, just uh, hype um, that you've always talked yeah, about. Yeah, it's like a lot of tough. hype talk because he's not doing too well. I mean, his right. last last one was against Alexander Volkov. He got a submission in round one. So he, he's got he's got some skills, but he's not staying in the ring long enough to show himself off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, what do you think? Um, well, I feel like tonight, obviously, we didn't see him, you know, 100% of him because he didn't finish 100% of the fight. Um, mm-hmm. But um, another thing I, I want to talk about that we didn't talk about um, this this show is um, Peter Yan versus uh, Sean O'Malley got signed. And Hamzat versus Nate Diaz finally got signed and got a date. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. the Hamzat fight is like, okay, they're just trying to put him in there so Nate can just die. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. If, I, I think Nate might actually just die. Or mm-hmm. yeah, but also die. Last to to fight on, on Nate's contract. Nate's looking for a money he's fight on the way fight. out. Yeah. Nate wants to go to the toughest fighter on the planet. He's yeah. probably the toughest person on the planet. Um, but, I mean, Hamza is just an, like an actual murderer. Um, <laughs> this, this, this is a win for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's a win for Dana White. It's a win for Hazmat. And it's a win for Nate. Nate gets the big fight he's looking for. Hazmat gets the opponent that he, he, he could pretty much go. He's going to lay on Nate. He's, he's going to basically lay on Nate and then. Do what, he, do what he does. Nate's not the guy who's going to stop that. So Hasmat wins there. Mm-hmm. Dana White wins because he's sort of he's sort of paying for Nate to get beat up <laughs> and kind of shut down to a certain extent, and that's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's, so mm-hmm. it's kind of everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that, that, that Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley, and Sean O'Malley's finally facing a top five opponent. Against Peter Yan, I mean, this is this is a big leap since his you know his last fight. And Pedro Munoz, mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly, I don't think I've seen enough of Sean O'Malley to say that he can beat Peter Yan. I've definitely seen right, enough of Peter Yan to know that he's like one of the best strikers, if not the best striker pound for pound in the UFC. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I just, I just don't know if we've seen enough for for uh, of Sean O'Malley to say that. He can that he can beat uh, Peter Yan right now. That's a huge mm-hmm. jump too. O'Malley's like ranked number Yeah, Yan's like ranked number one. So uh, that's too, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. I think if, well, if Sean like, O'Malley wins this, he's definitely in line for for a title. If I well, he'd have to. Be. Mm-hmm. What about uh, tonight? Uh, uh, Nikita uh, Kraler versus Alexander Gustafson. What's, a, what's your decision on that, guys? Start with Caden. Go. Sad. Sad. Ooh. Very no, sad. Are, uh, ooh. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. That. Gustafson, you know, should have done a lot better. That was a quick knockout. I didn't get to see it, but I read the thing that um, Alexander Gustafson was was. Champ at one point, so he, he's no slouch. And for like, him, him not, to go out and get knocked out, and, huh? He's never been. He was never, uh, uh, oh, no, he. Gustafson. Oh, my bad. But Gustafson, yeah, he should have done a little he bit was better. He was a Hall Oh, okay. He should have done a lot better than that. He's he's probably mm. top five greatest. He's probably the greatest person, the greatest fighter in UFC history. To not win a to not win a championship, to not to not, to not win a title. Um, he's he's uh he's already a certified Hall of Famer. He came out of retirement for this fight. Um, he it's funny because you know before the fight he made the um you know I I remember watching the first fight that I ever watched of Alexander Gustafsson, and I think the uh the, the the fight that really made me love Alexander Gustafsson is when he fought John Jones, the uh, the second time. And um, I was like, "Well, who is this guy?" You know, it was it was very it was very fun and very exciting, very exciting match. And then um, you know, you go back to watch his older fights because 
by the time that I, I really started watching UFC, he had already, like, retired, basically. You know, he only had, like, two more fights, then he retired. So, I, you know, I go back to the archives, you know, look, look at you know, his older fights and, you know, realize that, you know, this guy is no joke and he's, he's really, he's a really very, very fun uh, fighter to watch. And probably the only person that's really given uh, John Jones and Daniel Cormier, I think, yeah, Daniel Cormier, um, a real, you know, really run for the money. Um, but, uh, yeah, to see him come back in there and, and, and put on a performance like that was, was very sad. But uh, <laughs> congratulations to uh, Nikita Krylov. Yeah. yeah. When, when you, when you um, come out of retirement, it doesn't work out that way. How many fighters have come out of retirement and and, and look good? More have Tom not Brady. than didn't have. Yeah, I mean, but he's not getting punched in the head. <laughs> yeah, See, that, that, right. Yeah, we we you start getting punched in the head and, and choked out, you know, things happen. Who's And I agree with Kate. Probably the greatest light heavyweight to not win a title. Um, Kuzma could have scored. He has a title at one point. My bad. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember him having the title, but I mean, he, I mean, mm-hmm. he, I would like he's, he's a guy that you would expect to have a title just because, first of all, he's fought like everybody. I mean, everybody. In, in his weight range, he's fought everybody. He like, he's been there. He's as seasoned as you get. Um, only thing is, comes with seasoning, you, you, you start to get well done. You start to get closer to the finished product. You start to, you know, you cook. So, I mean, he's, he's seasoned, he's over-seasoned now. So, when you come out of retirement, I mean, it, you're not that guy anymore. You're not, like, you change lifestyle. Hard to get back in that lifestyle again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked like, out so hard. Only reason I, I came out at retirement at 39, 40, and 41 didn't win one of those fights. And I, it just doesn't make sense. But Gustin is he fought, you know, Maurice Hua, John Jones twice, Anthony Johnson, Dan Cormier. He's only lost to the best, you know, Fabricio yeah. Mordoom, you know. So he's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's only one reason why he's never been champ in his entire career. And it's probably the worst reason ever. It's because he was during he was a fighter during the age of John Jones. And that's the yeah. only reason why he's never champ. It's because of one man and one mm-hmm. man only. And then, like, even yeah, if you tried exactly. to move up the heavyweight, Daniel Cormier was there. You know, right. it, was just, it was just the wrong, wrong, wrong place, wrong time for him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right and when he was peaking, that, his best, right that was when John Jones was rolling. Yep. You're right. Yeah, and that's kind of the stuff that's happening right now with Usman and and Adesanya. You know, you've got some phenomenal yeah. guys like Kelvin and Kazmat. You know, I mean, Kazmat has a shot at Usman, but Ridicule. you know what I mean. These guys sitting on top. That uh, you know that that some of these guys that are that are amazing fighters just aren't getting their reign at the top because there's there's these phenomenal athletes ahead of them. So, hey Z, what do you think about uh, Bedevitz and uh, Yardy fight coming up in uh, October? The Benavides and Yardy. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, um, that's a good fight for Benavides. Uh huh. We're talking. He's moving up apparently uh, because Yardi's a light heavyweight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yes. Benavides is moving up. 
because um, he was fighting uh, super middleweight, 168. So he's moving up to 175, I'm pretty sure. Unless he wants to bull Yachty down, I don't know. But Yachty's not coming down to 168, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good fight for Benavidez moving up because Yardy, he, he he poses some danger. He's he's physically strong. He's physically strong, strong, strong. Um, but he's raw. He's raw. He he has fight in him. He's raw, and his gas tank isn't up to up to up to those standards yet. Um, that's why it's going to be a good fight for Benavidez. Benavidez is going to mm-hmm. be able to operate where he likes to. Yardy, uh, he's got to watch himself, but Yardy is not clean enough. To, to do what he needs to do with Benavidez. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I see Benavidez having, um, he has to deal with the physicality, but that's more or less it. That's more or less all mm-hmm. he really has to deal with with Yardy. Mm-hmm. Good fight for him moving up there. Mm-hmm. And the last one I got on my list today is uh, Joshua Boasty against uh, Jean Pascal that's been signed. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? Um, I don't know about the other guy, but Pascal is getting to that point too. So he, he, mm-hmm. he somehow he's was kind of researched his career to where mm-hmm. he was one guy and he looked like he was on his way to retirement, but with little slight alterations to his game, he's been able to eke out some successes. Like he, he, like almost like the second half of his career, like he had another baby or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's coming to that point to where he's a guy who's supremely athletic, quick, strong guy, um, but with age, speed and reflexes go. And speed and reflexes go. Listen, in football, it's a problem. So in fighting sports, you know what I mean? It's damaging. <laughs> so, sure. so we, we got, you know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, it, 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 I like Pascal. I like what he's, I like what he's done. But it's it's almost like ah oh, man I don't want to see you go off the cliff but you know it's it's ninety miles an hour and you only got like ten feet so it's, it's, it's going to have to happen. Yeah, long run off the here. Well, guys, we come to the end of our hour here, and I appreciate everything you did and a lot of uh, a lot of good homework done there today. And uh, I'm glad you were able we were able to uh, uh, get together again. I look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, Bob, you want to lead us out? Yeah, another great week. Sorry I was late getting on. I appreciate everybody. Um, all of our fans out there, keep your uh, chins down, your eyes up. God bless. Have a great week. Oh, yeah. So great to be on the show again and definitely be on next week. I think everybody did a great job. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry for being late also. So I just was getting off of work. Uh, I want to thank Bob, Kate, and Butch. So Stephanie, and Bob, uh, Coach Bell, and Dr. Chris. Anyone wants to hear any fighting words? Please do go. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for being on. I appreciate everything you do every each and every week. I want to thank uh, uh, Colonel uh, uh, Daryl Stinger for being on. Uh, and uh, making the tribute to the uh, the Air Force on their 75th anniversary. To all the men in blue out there, uh, congratulations. Uh, you're with the greatest uh, outfit in the world, and don't ever forget that. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week with great appreciation. The men with me, United States Armed Forces, and the men police and fire services. When you're out there and see somebody in a uniform, please, please let them know that you know they're there. If you have to go to the hospital, remember the doctors and nurses are ready to help you. Uh, please uh, be, be easy with them, and especially the people that are cleaning up after them, because they're the ones that are in danger more than anybody else. Uh, they have to handle that stuff each and every day. So we want a big shout out, a big shout out for them. These programs are dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman David uh, Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazbeth, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henry, Sergeant Th- Thomas Batinger, Sergeant uh, Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Connett, Carpet Springs Police Department, <clears throat> Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Ronaldo Christian, Lakeland PD. Lieutenant Joe Zerber, Newcastle County Police. <clears throat> Patrol Deputy Josh Myers, Nassau County Sheriff's Office. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Arthur Pope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Terry Plekis, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Vogel, Longwood Key Police Department. And Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, I you may be 10-7 at this point in time. Sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall salty on your fields and the sunshine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hollow of his hands. Good night. God bless and have a great week. Yeah.
Good night, Bob. We love you and we miss you.